7.45 on a Saturday morning. That means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. How are you today? I'm quite well. Thanks for asking. Hope you are as well and uh, all well, of our good friends from at Haskell's. Fourth. Oh, yes. <laughs> and here it is. We, we still got a, a more hot summer coming uh, straight yes. ahead. It's marvelous. Today I thought I would talk about the popular types of white wines around the world. You know, for a long time there was this movement called ABC, anything but Chardonnay. And when there's something to that. You know, you get, Chardonnay is such a great varietal. It's still the most popular white wine in the entire world. And it's made in every single wine-growing area that produces grapes. Usually they experiment trying to grow a little Chardonnay. So it's popular all over the world, not just in our country here, but everywhere. But at the expense of so many other grape types that are available and worth trying, in my opinion. One that's overlooked terribly is Riesling. Riesling is one of the great white wines of the world. Uh, The problem is most of the time it's made in a semi-dry fashion, so a lot of people dismiss it as out of hand being sweet and clawing, etc., Well, really well-made Riesling is anything but that. In fact, uh, it's such a pretty part of Europe. If you've ever had the opportunity to go up and down the Rhine or the Mosul River, I'd suggest be sure and take advantage of it because it is gorgeous. Those steep, steep hillsides are full of vineyards. And the most interesting thing about it is they have to work those vineyards uh, with ropes in a basket. It's so steep. You can't really go up and down with a tractor or even a mule or even by hand. A lot of them, they have absolutely uh, ropes and pulleys to lower you down to work on them. But those rivers act as sort of a heating air conditioning unit. Uh, uh, Rhine vineyards of the Rhineland, both Mosul and Rhine, are some of the northernmost grape-growing areas of the entire world. And the river acts like an air conditioner in the summer, and heater in the winter because it's much more milder than the land about. So those vines are in steep vineyards for good reason. You know, it has a noble history, too. Uh, The Romans were the first ones to plant wines there, and uh, they exported them all over the Roman Empire. But however, when it really came into its own was medieval Germany in the 1400s and 1500s. They were spreading wine culture from places like Schloss Volrads, Hottenheim, Schloss Johannesburg. And they may have peaked in the early 1500s, where four times the vineyards uh, existed than exist today. It was just uh, German wines were everywhere. That were, but in doing this, they also spread the wine culture. Those monasteries, etc., were responsible for expanding into France and Holland and places along the line, even Bordeaux. And so the wine culture was very, very interesting. And uh, we had so many German wines, they had fantasy names. Liefbrau milk, which means virgin mother's milk, got its name from the statue of Our Lady over the vineyards in a little part of Germany. And the, the proprietor called the wine his Liefbrau milk. Then Mosul Blumchen, which is Flower the Mosul. May wine, which used to be very, very popular to have at the beginning of spring in May with a strawberry in the glass. 
And, of course, Germany has one of the great educational places called the Geisenheimer Institute of Wine. It is absolutely terrific. So having said all that about Riesling, it tastes good, and it's not like uh, Leaf Brown Milk of years ago. Try something like Tannish Riesling. It's dry, and if you're having something like smoked pork chop, there isn't a wine in the world that's better suited for smoked pork than Riesling. Dr. Lucen also makes a great Riesling. They're not expensive. They're just straight Riesling, kind of medium dry. Very, very nice wines not to be overlooked. Perhaps the next great white wine is Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc has its home in the Loire Valley and Bordeaux. And, you know, in Bordeaux, it's a blending grape. It's blended with Semillon, which is also another interesting white wine that's worth trying. And they claim that Sauvignon Blanc was a wild grape indigenous to France. Well, I'm not going to disagree with that. I don't know that for sure, and nobody does, but it makes for a nice story. Sauvignon Blanc was a hard sell at first. I remember when Bob Mondavi back in the 60s introduced Sauvignon Blanc. He called it Fumé Blanc, or white smoke, uh, because uh, there was a Pouille Fumé uh, from France, and he took that name because he didn't think Sauvignon Blanc would sell very well. But today, Sauvignon Blanc has grown all over the world, South Africa, Chile. Of course, New Zealand, it's about 85% of the wine produced in New Zealand is Sauvignon Blanc. And New Zealand exports an awful lot of it. Australia has some, Chile, etc. You can find Sauvignon Blancs from everywhere, and they're all different. And they adapt to the relative area where they're planted and that. So it's a wine really not to be overlooked. Sauvignon Blanc is just a great type. And as I often say, don't miss Sancerre if you love Sauvignon Blanc, because all that is is Sauvignon Blanc with a Ph.D. It really is a marvelous uh, bottle of wine. Sancerre from the Loire Valley in France, it's just absolutely terrific. Another popular wine, white wine is Pinot Grigio. You know, it grows all over Italy, the Veneto, Trentino, Lombardy, Sicily. They all grow Pinot Grigio, and it's a wonderful dry white wine with a little minerality. Usually you can get it in several different ways, sweet, fruity, uh, etc. It's just a great wine, especially for receptions. If you want an innocuous white wine, that everybody will like, serve a Pinot Grigio at a reception. It's delicious and, like I say, easy to like. Hard to find fault with wine like that. Pinot Gris is another variation. It's Pinot Grigio, but grown in other places. Exactly the same. Um, We do some wonderful Pinot Gris from Oregon in this country. Then when you look at some of the other Italian white wines that are delicious, too, Vermentino, Verdicchio, and not to overlook Suave, which has fallen out of flavor uh, as of late. But it's a great, great wine. And then there's the sweet wines of the world where they blend Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc, such as the great, great Chateau Yquem, which is fantastic. Uh, and that's a sweet wine produced from a mixture of Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon. Other white wines from France is 
is columbard, which comes from Pickpool and the Languedoc, and not to overlook Viognier, which is one of my favorite white wines in the summer that uh, isn't very popular, but it is a delicious wine if you can find a good uh, manufacturer. We think we have one in Fordog. Uh, it is really worth looking into. Another white wine that's interesting is from Austria, Guntler Veltner. It goes with something like asparagus and Brussels sprouts. And you know, there aren't a lot of wines that you can pair with asparagus and Brussels sprouts because they're so strong in their own flavor. Then, of course, one of my all-time and old-time favorite was Vino Verde. When I had a sailboat out on Lake Minnetonka, we'd always chill a couple bottles of Vino Verde from Portugal, and everybody liked it. It's low in alcohol, kind of a lovely wine that often develops a pirult on your tongue. A pirult is a little spritz on your tongue uh, that you get from a well-made Vino Verde. And, of course, then there's Chenin Blanc, which is, again, very popular in the Loire Valley. Uh, it's also popular. It's the primary grape in Bouveret, and uh, which is uh, my favorite uh, wine to have at Thanksgiving. And so Chenin Blanc is not to be overlooked. And Chenin Blancs grow everywhere in California, South Africa, Australia, etc. Uh, Marseille and Roussaine, along with <coughs> Bionier, come from the Rhone Valley, and they're absolutely terrific. And then there's the unusual wines of Alsace, Gewurztraminer, which is probably the most distinctive white wine in the entire world, uh, comes from uh, the Alsace area. Then Spain, Albarino is just marvelous. And from Argentina, Torrente, uh, it's another great one. And, of course, one of the most interesting things, I think, with white wines is try Prosecco. Prosecco has, in 2009, the grape, which was called Galera, uh, was renamed to Prosecco. And then the European Union allowed Prosecco only to be certain areas of Italy, so it's protected. But that is a wonderful, wonderful white wine. And then there's the blended white wines like White Bordeaux, and you've heard me talk about that very often. Those wines are just remarkable, really the blender's art, if you will. So there's lots of white wines besides Chardonnay. We've got Sauvignon Blanc, Riesling, Semillon, Pinot Gris, Gavertstraminer, Viognier, Chenin Blanc, Gunner Veltner, Tarantz, Muller Turgau from Germany is another one, Silvaner, Pinot Blanc, Muscat, Roussan, Verdicchio. Well, I could go on and on forever here, but I think you get the idea. Uh, there's a lot of white wines out there besides Chardonnay. Chardonnay might be my favorite of all the white wines, but that isn't any reason to overlook these other wines. They're just remarkable. They're easy on the pocketbook, and for the most part, they're very good, and they all have attributes that are really terrific. And as I mentioned a minute ago, if you've not had a Riesling, have it with a smoked pork chop, It'll be your go-to wine every time you have any smoked pork at all. Really, really terrific. And while I'm chatting about white wines all the time, I just am called upon to remind everybody that there's an upcoming uh, Haskell's boat cruise next Saturday from noon to 3 p.m. up and down the St. Croix out of Stillwater. 
where they have a lunch, uh, uh, loads and loads of beer and wine to taste, and a charming lunch, and of course a setting that's hard to believe as you go down the river. There are a few seats left on that uh, river cruise next Saturday, July 16th. Again, it's from noon to 3 p.m., and it's a great way to spend a Saturday afternoon uh, going up and down the beautiful St. Croix River. And this afternoon, there's a Jamaican rum seminar at our Ridgedale store uh, in Minnetonka between 3 and 4.30. We have two rum experts there to answer every question you might have on rum. And uh, it's certainly worthwhile if you like rum. Don't miss it, particularly Jamaican rum. Uh, and Jamaica, in my own opinion, Jamaica makes the very, very best of some of the Caribbean rums, so don't miss that. Outstanding. You can find all these great ideas and hear more about the up and down the St. Croix at any Haskell's location. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. We're right in the midst now of our summer sale, and I am telling you, it is a terrific sale. There's loads of things for whatever your tastes are and your pocketbook will allow. Uh, from inexpensive to expensive, Haskell's are the wine people. And we love to talk about wine at all our locations. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Fairbow. Our Maple Grove Super Cellar is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, there's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, uh, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. Outstanding. Jack, let's talk again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.